cliffcentral.com. Hello, you are here with Wedding Central with myself, Kylie Collins. And myself, Ntumbi Ntlapo. And today we're talking all things to do with your psychology. Yes, yes. Couple counseling in particular. Um, in studio, we have Sandra Brownrigg. Thank you so much as a, as a um, qualified psychologist. She's in the studio with us. Do you want to introduce yourself, um, Sandra? Yes, hi. Thank you for inviting me. I think couples' conversations are very important. Stunning, stunning. So the first thing that I want to understand is maybe let's break down what psychology actually means um, because I think then maybe people just think psychology is for people that have maybe just lost their mind or had like got issues yeah or, so had like a nervous breakdown or whatever the case is what is psychology or when would you use that particular term well you know obviously psychology the proper definition of, of it is that it's the study of the mind and how it affects behavior mm. the scientific study mm-hmm. and obviously from that perspective it's looking at different individuals and why they do what they do. do yeah, 100%. That makes total sense. Um, now, couple counseling in specific, um, from obviously because psychologists manage or do the whole couple counseling um, process, what is then couple counseling? Couple counseling is obviously then just counseling for the couple. As much as couple counseling can be done by psychologists, mm. there are also other areas um, that also offer couple counseling, mm. like your pastors, your, mm-hmm. um, you know, your family centers and that sort of thing that might not necessarily be done yes. by psychologists. Right. So, th- so what we've, we've decided to, to talk about today because it's premarital counseling. And I think a lot of people tend to, to, they, they're like, this is weird. Should we do it? Should we not? Um, I'm sure you are all for it. Um, but for a couple who may not necessarily know whether to do it or not to do it, um, what advice can you give them going when trying to make the decision to go to, to premarital counseling? Look, I do think premarital counseling is important. Mm. Like with anything in life, I think there's good premarital counseling mm. and then I think there's not. Yes. But I suppose that goes for anything. Right. What, what, what is in, what is involved in premarital counseling? Well, I suppose each person would be offering different premarital counseling depending from which sort of aspect you're coming from, mm. whether it's religious, whether it's psychological, whether it's sort of a family based uh, pre-counseling. Mm. But what I believe pre-counseling should be is yes, identifying possible issues, mm. but more importantly, giving you tools and techniques on how to actually deal with those. Yes. Right. Because it's not a question of if they're going to happen. Right. In my view, it's a question it's of when. when it happens. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And being able to sort of teach the couple about difference and that difference is okay. And yeah. That you don't always have to agree. But mm. how do you work through those times when it's actually quite heated yeah. and we need to come to some understanding or some conclusion about what we're going to do? Yeah. Would you say, you know, based on that for me, it sounds like very much a... a um, a case of, you know, preventative rather than reactive. Would you say that counseling can be either both or would you advise that you try to do it as a preventative measure rather than, um, you know, a reactive measure, you know, after something has happened? Look, I think, obviously, I believe in counseling. I think it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody should be in therapy. Right. Um, It can be preventative, and that's more your pre-counseling. You know, the idea of what are your roles, what are your expectations, what do you want from each other, Mm. you know. And I think pre-counseling, premarital counseling as well, should be more about sort of who am I. And I think a lot of us Mm. that get married aren't necessarily aware of, at a a fundamental level, of what do I want? Mm. What do I really want? Yeah. We sort of sit there and think about the stereotypical wife or the stereotypical husband. And we're not necessarily 100% certain. So I think it's preventative in that sense. Right. And even my couples that come to me, I would rather they come to me at the first incident of, of... 
disconnection, of mm. misunderstanding, because it's easier to deal with that than it is with probably 40 years Later. of yes. disconnecting. Yes, yes, yes. What do you find are you, um, I like that you touched on the fact that, you know, the, that first instance of disconnect. And then that, of course, I think you're applying to, um, couples that have then been married and now are going through something that they need to then fix. What do you think would make me a candidate to say, you know what? Actually, this is maybe bigger than us and bigger what we, bigger than what we can talk about. Why would I say, okay, let's actually see a therapist rather than trying to manage this by ourselves? You know, I think the best time for that to happen is when you've had an incident, whatever it can be. And mm. it, it could be something trivial, which mm. I put in inverted commas because nothing's really trivial, trivial yeah. in a relationship. But when you find that you have tried to deal with something and you've tried to communicate about mm. it and you've tried to come up with solution and you find that it kind of keeps happening again, mm. to me that indicates that, mm. you know, we don't have the skills to do this right now. I yeah. don't believe a lot of couples actually have the skills to navigate and work mm. through difficulties that come up. Mm. Mm. What, what if, um, you know, it's, uh, and there's always two parties in a relationship. What if the one party is not okay with going to a counselor? Mm. You know, that, that happens a lot in my practice. And I think that's, I think that's a, must be a huge thing for yeah. me. It is. Because I, one I often get one. Like yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I often get the one person in there and they is go. Is it generally the women that are quite keen to do it and the men are against it? You know, I'd say more often than not, yeah. it's the wife that sort of comes in or the partner, the mm. female partner yes. that comes in and says, you know what, we've got issues. My husband's not that keen to come. Right. Mm. Um, and we start working from that perspective. But there are the men that do make that first appointment mm. and come in and sort of like, I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Yes. Kind of help me. Yeah. Obviously, couples issues to work through with the couple, with both of them, yeah. is the most efficient way yes. to yeah. work through it. Yeah. But should one partner not be there, then obviously I work with the one party from a similar perspective that I would work with, with the, the couple, couple to try and gain understanding, better listening, better communication. Because my belief is if you can communicate about anything, mm. you can solve anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you can't and you're not being as authentic and you're sort of beating around mm. the bush and you're not being mm. transparent, mm. that's when problems happen. Yeah, yes. that's, exactly. that's when the breakdown starts to happen. Yeah. Um, what do you find are common issues that married couples are constantly dealing with after the fact. Now they've had their wedding, everything was great. Honeymoon um, phase is now over. What do you think then starts to become, you know, a couple of examples of issues that they constantly, that you find is a repetitive thing that comes up with newlyweds? You know, I think it comes down to sort of core issues. There are a number of symptoms that I like mm. to call them. It mm. could be mother-in-law, father-in-law, mm. who's cooking, yes. picking up your towel. And I generally call those symptoms. Okay. Yeah. I think fundamentally... It's little nitty-gritty things yes. that you're yes. which, which would fundamentally be different for any couple yes. that comes to see me. But I think it comes down to a core button or a core issue of sort of expectations, needs, mm. and wants. Mm. And when you feel that those things aren't being met, I, I sort of call it a scratch. Yeah. And that's when you sit there and you think, oh, this bugs me. Yeah. This bugs me. Yes. And that could be anything really. So expectations, newly married couples coming in, sort of sitting down and going, okay, well, you expect me to cook meals yes. every single night. And actually, I don't want to, but not knowing how to communicate about that. Mm. Yeah. You know, I expect the man to be this way or I expect my husband to be this way. And if you aren't able to communicate about those things, these expectations, as much as you've not communicated them, you mm. expect them to be delivered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it can become like a snowball effect. Yeah, it's hundred percent. Yeah. Because it's something you leave and you leave and you leave and then one and then it's, it's like, huge. Wah! Yeah. <laughs> it's this huge thing that happens that you, that you're not aware of. Um, 
do you find, and I remember we were speaking about this off air, do you find the, the age now of digital and cell phones and social media is definitely an issue that couples struggle with now that maybe the older generation hasn't had to like worry about so much? Is that an issue that people genuinely, you know, feel might even break their relationship when it comes to phone or social media or anything like that? Absolutely. You know, mm. social media or, or technology mm. as such mm. is just another exit. Mm. So an exit in a relationship is somewhere where you exit into whether it's psychologically or even physically to sort of gain what you're not getting in the relationship. Mm. And it can create that space for disconnection. So you think about technology. You are always on call for work. Yeah. Your emails are constantly there. Oh, let mm. me just quickly check my mail. Yes, you know, whereas yes. before, you know. I think you can be understanding about it, but it becomes sort of simple. It becomes mm. the norm where, like you were saying, we would normally sit down and be communicating. Mm. Have a nice dinner. You always yes. check, oh, is somebody yes. at the office needing me? Or, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's, or you have your phone on the actual dinner table. You know? And there's a WhatsApp that comes through and jeepers, I need to check it because That's who it. knows yeah. actually what's happening. That's it. So definitely it has the potential to create an area for disconnection. And if you aren't able to communicate about that as a couple mm. and really express what is bugging mm. you and why it's bugging you, and mm. if the other person reacts quite defensively, Defensively, mm. it has that potential to create a, a sort of rift or a, a shift where a power struggle of, well, how are we going to now deal with this? Yes, 100%. Um, you know, back in the day, when I say back in the day, back like the, the day, older, so <laughs> <old>. <laughs> um, you know, the older, the older generation, I'm sure um, in my mind, um, their bigger issues were probably things like finances um, and perhaps kids and maybe managing the kids or if there is a, a, a child that maybe is a problematic child or whatever the case is. And then infidelity. Do you find that social media and digital has taken over those three kind of areas that were, you know, back? Back in the day uh, That the older generations used to deal with Do you find that that has maybe taken over Or do you think they're all kind of on par I think technology and social media has just been added into it I think in okay. the You know in the society mm. that we are today I think those very probably, stressful environment. I think they play even more a role right. um, mm. Finances Two working families mm. Children You know the stress The infidelity I mean yeah. you just hear of all the stories It's, it's Well I deal a lot with infidelity in relationship mm. and mm. that's obviously an exit as well right. where you're getting what you need outside mm. and there, there are various reasons for why infidelity happens, happens yeah. but I, I definitely don't think that technology has, has sort of overpowered that I think maybe it facilitates some mm. of it mm. but um, those are very much prevalent today mm. with the couples that mm. I do deal with mm. with with conflict and these issues that you've now mentioned, what are perhaps particular questions that couples need to genuinely address or, you know, uh, specific points that they should genuinely address before getting married? Like you're saying, like the finances and the kids, et cetera, et cetera. What are issues that they definitely need to discuss at length and perhaps even decide on before getting married that you find couples aren't talking about? Like when we mentioned premarital counseling, the certain questions that they need to ask, what are certain questions that they're not asking or that they should be asking? You know, obviously they're the typical ones. Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? Yeah. Um, those sort of things. But I think the, the more important ones as well that don't necessarily get discussed is sort of how important is your family to you? Yeah. You know, yeah. do you believe in supporting family? Do you mm. think one day your mother can move in with us? You know, those. Yeah, you don't think about yes, that. Eh? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, family to, to most people are everything. Yes. hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. And I think it can really make also just the influence of family because people don't realize that, you know, you get mm. married to somebody and now married to their family as well. Entire <laughs> family. And now you have aunts and whoever else calling constantly into the relationship. Mm. And, and that starts to become. Uh, and when your girlfriend and 
boyfriend, it just seems like the two of you. But yeah. now that you have got the ring on the finger and it's the the name that's been taken, it's sure. I'm, and we were just chatting with her. Yeah. Once you put the ring on the finger, for some reason, something changes. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's that big joke about, you know, men say to each other, be careful, put the ring on the finger and she becomes a completely different person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I suppose in a way it's, it's not becoming that different person mm. afterwards that actually if your mother-in-law is never going to come and live with us, it needs to be before, yes. not after. Yeah. You know, those sort of things need to be made very, very, very clear. And, and often, you know, sure. it's perhaps that we don't even know that within ourselves. I don't think yeah. we lie. I don't think we put on a mask. Mm. I really don't think that we present ourselves to our partner in this bizarre light just to hook them and catch them and get yes. them done out. You yes. Know? Yeah. I, I think it's often or not that we, we actually haven't thought about it ourselves. Yes. And, you know, it's almost the, that old adage of, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get, get to it. it. Yes. And I think a lot of it is, I remember having a conversation with my husband about children before and he was mm. like, no, don't worry. I'll wake up with the kids and, you know, all of that sort of thing. And, and then well, the reality happens. happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the, re- <laughs> you sure? So I think there are a lot I'm of conversations that yeah. can be had in theory. Mm. Yes. And I think in practice, when it finally comes out, that's where communication is key. Mm. Because as much as we've had the theory conversation before, it's, how do we have that conversation again now that we're actually crossing that bridge and actually I'm a little bit peeved off yes. that it's not going to how how we said it would. Yeah. yeah. For somebody who's listening in and, you know, that communication thing is so very, very important. It really is the crux of like how mm. any relationship should work. What are different perhaps tips or techniques that one can use to communicate better with their other half, whether mm. it's your partner, your husband, or whatever the case is? Um, let's first start with perhaps scaling down a situation because I always find that with most relationships, we wait until something happens before you mm. have to address something instead mm. of trying to have the conversation. And I think it's human. Like you can't really preempt everything. And sure. sometimes something just happens and you're like, oh, well, to avoid this, let's mm. talk about it again. Mm. So what are ways to kind of descale a situation or uh, have a conversation after something has happened, you know, when emotions are high and whatnot? Sure. You know, I think, as I said before, couples communicate very differently. Mm. Males and females communicate very differently and I think it's finding a common way to communicate okay. I always put it in sort of two different teams you're the purple team I'm the green team and we're going to now develop a, a, a pink way mm, to yeah. communicate mm. and it, the way that I work with my couples is from an imago perspective okay. so imago uh, relationship therapy fundamentally deals with communication on how to teach people to communicate through difficult times so that you're able to be honest and authentic and transparent mm. and that your partner is able to listen without being defensive yeah, because this is this is the issue. Yeah, mm. like something happens, and now you're just like, no, no, no. But actually, mm. I didn't do it, or, or whatever the case is. That whole defensive barrier. Yeah, and I think the important thing is a delivery. How do yeah. we deliver information? We often deliver information with you words. Mm. You know, you mean, you nasty, you yes. horrible, you mm. lazy. You didn't listen. You didn't do that. Absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, yeah. when I hear someone saying you to me all the time, ah, I get the hair up on my back. And yes. I don't like being criticized that yeah. much. Yes. So the first tip is sort of that we change how we communicate from a more I perspective. Okay. It's I feel, I want, I need. Mm. Because in that sense, we own it. Mm. We own that this is just my perception that you're lazy. Yes. I'm not saying you are. <laughs> 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 no, I perceive you to be yes. that way. And it really bugs me. Yeah. But we open up to our partner in a sense of that we're not telling them who they are. Yes. Because often they're not aware of the fact that this is how it's been perceived. Because we then don't communicate about partner being lazy, yeah. they're completely unaware. I mean, this is just who they've been for the last X years. Yes. And for them, they're not lazy. They're just chilling out because it's been a really long day. Yes, yeah. 100%. So that's the first tip is how we deliver. Okay. We deliver it in a way that is non-judgmental, non-critical, sort of 
non-attacking. Mm. Uh, but in the same breath, you could do that really, really well and it could still, still be received in a way that way. isn't. And often mm. in communication, we forget about that. Yes. We forget about the person who's receiving the information. And that's why mm. imago therapy teaches individuals how to take ownership of themselves. Okay. Mm. okay. I need to own what I'm hearing. Okay. Am I being reactive? Am I being defensive? Am I actually hearing what's been said? Mm. Yeah. Because more mm. often than not, we're not. Yes, people hear the first like line and, and they that's don't, it. Yeah, and they yeah. shut down and they. Well, we call it a soundbite. Okay. You know, I hear somebody say, "Those pants look tight on you." Boom. That's my <laughs> ass is big and my. <laughs> Does it look nice? Absolutely. Or... And and we generally react on the soundbite mm. rather than actually listening to the whole story. Right. Yes. And that's what Imago does. It creates an environment where there's a very structured process on mm. how you communicate with your partner. In a way, you give information. You give all your information. You give it in that way that was discussed so that when it's delivered, your partner gets everything. Right. And the, during that process, it then swaps and, you know, your Can partner is able to also give their view because right. every, every individual has their own perspective yeah. about what is going on. Mm. So sure. it's not just giving information. Yes. It's how we receive how it. How we receive the information. And there we need mindfulness because we're often not aware of actually how we're listening. Mm, yeah. An active listening process. Yes. I don't people, I don't believe people know how to do it. Yeah. We yeah. hear you, but we're not we're listening. We're not actually processing yeah. listening it. Yeah. Well, like that thing that on Facebook says, you know, we listen to respond. Yes. We don't really listen to take in and to, to hear what has been said and then to process that and yeah. to manage our own emotions as well. Because when people speak, mm. emotions build up. Oh. Already. Yes, And when we react just from emotion, well, we sort of circumvent that whole thinking part of our brain, mm. yeah. which is quite vital. Yeah. Mm. And we just then react, whether it's behaviorally or whatever way it might be, shutting down, it then impacts the relationship going f- further. Mm. Mm. Sure. Mm. It's, it's crazy. Um, and then what are ways that um, one can speak about perhaps difficult issues? I find that a lot of times, you know, I speak to my friends, my colleagues, everyone, people obviously have certain issues that they don't want to address with their partners mm. um, you know whether it's sex whether it's finance whether it's you know the mom-in-law whatever the case is there's some issues that people just try and you know stay rather, away from yeah you know they just try and like skirt around the issue and it's not an issue that you necessarily um, can react to because nothing will necessarily happen but how would you suggest people have the tools to perhaps speak about an issue that both parties already going in are hunched up and nervous or anxious about the same way, from a way where you don't just speak from emotion. Mm. You know, I believe certain therapies fail because they try and change an emotion. Mm. Yes. If something frustrates me, it frustrates me. Don't tell me not to be frustrated. frustrated yeah. What I can manage is how I behave. Okay. And that's where that individual self-control comes in. I can be sitting here listening to you and thinking, you are speaking the biggest load of rubbish. <laughs> like, this is all lies and filth. Right. But I can choose still to listen. Mm. I can choose still to engage differently. And I can choose a different behavior. Whereas in highly emotive times like those topics because they're very hot topics Mm, family finances Mm, and sex mm. you know they're the three topics that i bring up with my clients because they've never spoken about it right Mm. those are the ones where you actually need more self-control because you're going to push my buttons i'm going to get upset i'm going to think you're too close yeah absolutely but how do i behave and that's the one thing that we have fundamental control over Mm. is our own behavior Mm. not Mm. our partners but our own yes yeah yeah, it's, I mean, there's so there's so many <laughs> questions you want to ask, and yeah. like, uh, should I ask this coming out personally, or you know, I'm, I'm sure, like, uh, I mean, men and women are so different, and I mean, the the whole issue of finance, but sex is a big thing, mm. whereas women have got more. They 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 don't necessarily need the physical sex. Mm. You know, it's more the emotion that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, how 
I don't know how to ask. <laughs> go, go for it. No judgments. But how how do you how do you um how would you communicate that to your partner that you're not necessarily wanting sex all the time? You want the romance and the emotion about it. And I think a lot of a lot of women tend to struggle with that. And and going into a marriage, I think it's very important for men to understand that as well. And the problem is, before we get married, we're in that wonderful flash. I'm like right? starting to yeah. flash. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm the one who usually brings yeah. up those conversations. <laughs> You know, I think it's, you know, when you're getting married, you're coming out of that wonderful time in the relationship yeah. where you probably are all having the greatest amount Sun. of sex. And, yeah, and it's you amazing. Know, the best <laughs> benchmark. Yeah, <laughs> the best and everything's great. And unfortunately, children, as much as they are the most mm. amazing um, They are the biggest people, sex killers. They, they are, you know, it kind of takes everything and just changes everything yeah. around. Mm. And that's when communication is of utmost importance. Mm. And, you know, I think we, we start disconnecting from our partner from a good intentional place. Yes. Yes. You know, we'll sort of have sex that night when we don't really want it and then we'll feel really crummy afterwards and then we'll actually kind of resent you for that because well yeah. you should know that I don't really want to have it and yes. you know now you know next time I bring it up but you know we had it the other this yeah. is where because we have all these conversations going on in our head and these expectations mm. my answer to you would be just have the discussion just yeah. put it on the table, yes, yes. whatever it might be, whether you don't like how it's happening, whether yeah. you don't like where it's happening, whether you don't like the frequency about mm. what it is. Mm. It's actually just being able to sit down and say, you know what, here's me, raw on the table. <laughs> and that's where safety in a relationship yeah. comes from. And it's not necessarily yes. safety, physical safety. Yes. It's safety that, you know what, I can Safe say space. something and you're not going to sit there and laugh at me. Yeah, or, or shout at me. Uh, you know or what, or you get know, upset. Like, yeah. Okay, well. And that safety is what. In my sessions where Imago, we try and start that. We start mm. to develop that space of you can speak. And I will, I will understand it, not agree with it. Mm. And I will try and get it. And I will, I won't sit there and be looking at you where you feel stupid or whatever the case mm. may be. That's ultimately what we want in a relationship. Yeah. Cause in that safe space, you can literally sit down mm. and talk about anything. Anything, anything. Because often it's about what I want, what I don't want, how I want it. Mm. Yes. And it's important conversations to have. Yeah. Yeah. When your, um, couples come in with an issue, maybe they have a specific issue that they need to do, maybe a trauma or something mm. like that. And now they need to go through it together. Um, how long can one expect a counseling journey to be? Because I also find, again, because women have one expectation and mm. men have a different expectation, men think two, three sessions were done. How long can one expect a journey of counseling to be? Sure. And you know, it's like, how long is a piece of string? Yeah. Yes. It's quite difficult. Mm. Um, the way that I work and from the perspective that I work, because I'm teaching you, sort of giving you tools mm. and I'm teaching you a way of communicating. It's like with anything. If you're just going to come to therapy with me once a week and not do anything in the other six days, yes. you, you're going to be with me forever. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm <laughs> like, I keep telling, I telling my clients, you know, I love you guys, but I don't want you here forever. Ever, yeah. yeah. I actually got to yeah, get yeah. Move yeah. on. Yeah. Exactly. So because you've been taught tools, and, and that's why I think tools in whichever modality you're coming from, mm. where they actually give you something to take home where you can stop and go, hang on, let's do this. Let's yes. try it. Let's put this into place because it has worked. Um, I like to think sort of six to eight sessions. Okay. But that depends on, on the motivation of the clients as well. Yeah. You know, I have some clients that walk in there and after three sessions, they are doing Good it at home go. every single day and yeah. they're working at it and they're so motivated. Mm. And for whatever reason that might be, whether they've come to me right in the beginning, mm. so things haven't necessarily unhinged that much, yeah. or whether it has, but they are just really motivated and getting it to back to where it, they yeah. were. 
it's quite difficult. You know, mm. I've had some couples that I've worked with for six months, and mm. it's not that they haven't been motivated. It's just we've had some core issues that we've had to communicate to really get through and to better understand. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you're working at it, and if you're really working at your relationship hard, because good relationships take work. Mm. They don't just That's happen. it. That's no. it. You know, we kind of assume they will. Yeah. And they it's don't. That's not it, yeah. You need to be conscious. You need to yeah. be aware. You need to be mindful of what am I feeling? What am I thinking? Mm. What impact is my behavior possibly having mm. on the relationship yeah. it's a lot of hard work it especially is. where we and constant ha- hard work it doesn't stop you can't take a day off no and you know what if you're working together that's mm. the great thing because I, I sort of like a tandem bicycle that's you know, sometimes your legs get tired and i actually just want to put them up <laughs> <laughs> you know? and just, what a great example yeah, that is yeah. So cool. yeah. you know you yeah. can sort of pedal for a while but mm. at some point it might come around that i have to pedal yes. yeah and it's 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 trusting and understanding your partner and being able to say okay enough feet up now i'm tired mm. and where it's done in that way again where it's not seen as a criticism but yeah. oh sorry okay let, let's work at this yes, yes. And it will be. You'll hit speed bumps. You'll get flat tires. Mm. The chain will come off. Mm. At times, you'll want to jump off the bicycle and say, you know what? I'm done. You You cycle. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It's not easy, but if you're constantly working together and you have a, you have a goal, it doesn't have to necessarily be in the same goal. Like Mm. I always say, there are many ways to get to Cape Town. That's it. But you're still getting there. And as long as you understand each other and as long as you communicate with each other, as long as your ultimate goal is connection and Mm. being together and understanding, well, let's take different parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you ever find that you're in a situation where you'd have to say to to a client, "This Oof. this is not going to work"? Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> this is there is, the <laughs> yeah, maybe before, maybe after, whatever the sure. case is. But do you ever have a point where you have to have that conversation with your client, where you have to say to them, maybe they need to consider that this is not working? Like we've tried everything, and there just isn't any progression. Or maybe a better question I should ask is, are you in the position to make that? I don't want to say oh, call or recommendation, yeah. but do you ever find that you're in a situation where perhaps there isn't a way forward for a particular couple or whatever the case is? Do you know what? I think sitting in session, I probably have that in the back of my my head of mm. sort of like, oh, if this carries on the way that it is, it ain't going to work. Good, yeah. Yeah. You know, I always like to but be that. But who are you to? Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, for me, any couple that chooses to be different and work at it has the potential. Yeah. But yes. I do believe certain relationships are too far gone. Yeah. But I think sure. only you can decide when that is for you yeah. because you need to know how much more effort can I put in am I actually capable of putting in more effort and more importantly do I actually want to mm. because I think I see a lot of couples that come to me where the way they speak the way they communicate I almost feel that they've exited completely yes yeah, yeah. And we do communicate. And the kind of things that I will then say is, you know, I don't see much movement mm. in this relationship. Mm. I feel like we're stuck and I don't know why we're stuck. Mm. And I'll probably comment on the process that is currently happening between sure. the two of them. And it'll be more like, you know, I, you know, I get that you feel you're working hard mm. and you're doing a lot of date nights and this and mm. that and everything. And you feel like you're not getting back anything mm. from your partner. Mm. Why is that so-and-so? Yeah. And then I'll sort of go into a discussion with them to try and maybe get some understanding of what's going on and yes. why is there this perception mm. or is Why she actually or he trying point? really hard mm. yeah. and the other partner just isn't seeing it, mm. but I don't or think it's receiving it. Yeah. Exactly. And, and if you're in the beginning stages that you haven't even got married yet and you're going to, you decide to do the premarital counseling, it must be quite difficult for you as well when you can see there's going to be like, there's tension already there and haven't even, or they, 
still in the planning processes of getting married. And that must a be a challenge. Those. I've had yeah. a few of those that have sort of come to me and I'm thinking, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've had a client that two weeks prior to her wedding, she, she really, she was like, you know what? Actually, I'm done. And you know, she, she loved him, but it wasn't, she wasn't in love with him. Mm, you know, it was mm, it, mm. sure. And I kind of said, you know, Here's your money. Don't worry about it. I ended up doing her wedding, her real wedding. Yes. She found somebody else. Yeah. But it is, you know, some, so many people just go through with it because it's the whole planning process and, you know, we must do this. Yeah. And but I think people go difficult. through with it mm. and, and it's and then afterwards deal so much with money it. and what the hell are we doing? And maybe things mm. will get better. You know, mm. we sort of have this assumption that oh, when we married, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yes. And actually it's been shown that after marriage, there's more requirements. Yes. There's actually, mm. there's that something that was on Facebook that says marriage is like an empty box. Mm. And we assume it's full. Yeah. You actually need to fill, fill the it. marriage mm. box yes. every single day mm. rather than assume it's full. Mm. Right. And we under, we're in this constant cycle. I mean, the minute the wedding happens, it's where the photos, yes. then when's the baby. Yeah. And people are just constantly going, yeah, like and what people's it, other, what everybody else is expecting from them. And yeah. then when that's finished, what happens? Yeah. You know? yeah. Sort of, it's a big letdown. You know, you yeah. get that sort of post wedding depression yes. of yeah. like. People think it's like a it's movie gone. that it's going to be that high. <laughs> and you know, the entire time. And but I always remember say, the movie has an ending. Yes, yes. There are credits at some point. And oh, you know, people have to go, go to home. work. Yeah. And then we've yeah. got accounts to pay. And then, you know, we've got bills to pay. And yeah. then life sets in again. 100%. And I think it's important to plan for that, that sort of life afterwards. Yeah. 100%. So is that what you, you would do in your premarital counseling? You would start to, to gear a couple up for. For that life after The it exciting is. part It is You know And I think It's often quite sad Because you've got these Individuals coming to you That are so happy About their marriage And their wedding mm. And here you go Well what things bug you now yes. And it's like You know what Let's just not look At the fun stuff like, yes. and, and it's quite <laughs> It's horrible to do because you are in such an amazing but it's, you space. Have to. Yeah. But you have to. You have yeah. to address those You know, those what things. bugs you now? What things do you think could possibly come up? And, you know, if clients come to me that are fighting like cat and dog and even in my office sort of screaming at each other, you mm. know, one guarantee I can give them, and I don't ever give guarantees, is that A, the marriage isn't going to fix that. Yes. Mm. And B, if you carry on like this, you're going to have a very miserable life together. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I think when life kicks in as well, you know, you've got to get back to life. You've got to get back to everything. Yeah, it's, it's not going it's to hard. be in the suspended happiness for, for forever. All time. Yeah. Do you find that, um, you know, just in your personal opinion, religious premarital counseling versus non-religious premarital counseling, do you find that um, people may struggle or have even more different views that may make their life, their married life more difficult if they go the religious, um, the religious route? And the reason why I ask that is that I find um, with any religion, not, you know, anything mm. in particular, with any religion, they have certain, um, what would you call it? Um, guidelines or, or rules of how, of you how they, how your, you should be. Yeah. yeah mm. How you should be running your marriage or how your you should be as a husband, so, mm. how you should be as a wife or whatever sure. the case is. And do you find that they, that perhaps doesn't, I don't know, does it fuel issues that may happen mm. afterwards? Or do you think it's still a, you know what I mean? Just in your personal opinion, sure. the, the, the religious route versus non-religious route for premarital counseling. You know, when I did my Margot training, mm. actually, I think I was the only psychologist and everyone else there were ministers and pastors. Mm. So, you know, there are individuals that are, are learning to take a religious perspective, but also teach really good mechanisms and tools mm. in how to deal with in a relationship. Mm. With regards to sort of religious or any other form of mm. premarital counseling, I think it should 
primarily come down to the couple. Do you know, I think if you're going with your partner and they're sort of agnostic or atheist or whatever the yes. case may be, and they've been dragged to this, you know, I religious just, counseling. I just think like, especially in the Catholic faith, you're not supposed to use condoms. But yes. I mean, we can't all have 10 kids and, and, anymore. And contraceptives. You know? I'm exactly. sorry, Jesus. but it's just not realistic yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, you know so, I think sure. it's up to the couple. Mm. I think if, and that's where the first honest probably conversation needs to come <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. I love you, darling, but I really don't want to do, use the church. Or mm. yeah. I love you, darling, the church is really important to me. Can we do it? Yeah. Yes. You know, as I said, everybody you don't want to was, force anyone. No, mm. and I, I think it's even with therapy. You know, when my clients come to me as well, I'm like, if you don't like me, it's cool. I'm mm. really all right with that. Mm. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Mm. Yes. And I think the same goes for premarital counseling. I have clients that sometimes come to me and go, oh, you know, we sat through premarital counseling. It was such a waste. Mm. Or I didn't really learn anything. You know, mm. it's almost like that, that um, prenatal counseling. Yes. They teach you nothing, nothing. there. Yeah. <laughs> that you can so actually When that baby use. comes out, you're just like, what the hell? No. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. And, and I think mm. sometimes people feel the same way mm. about premarital counseling. Yeah. Like, I can, I can actually know. vouch for that. Mm. Like, <laughs> exactly. And I think if you find that your premarital counseling, you've walked out of there and gone, hmm, haven't really you know, taken, taken, taken anything yeah. in. from it. Yeah. Find something else. Explore. You know, the internet is a great place. It's a terrible place as well. Yeah, yeah. But you can find some really good stuff out there on how do we connect? How do we grow better? You know, what are the kind mm. of things that we need to do as a married couple? You know, read the five languages of love. Read mm. better marriage. I don't mm. know. Sit opposite each other and, and read the book and communicate about it. Turn what? off your cell phones yes. and your, your Facebook phone. and yeah. all of that. Exactly. Actually engage. And, and I mean, partner, yeah. you speak to, and I'm, I'm sure you've spoken to a number of your friends. And I mean, we we've started to do it that we actually have a technology-free space and time mm. that no no iPads, no anything in the bedroom or yeah. anything like that. And I think that's a big problem where people are yeah. facing that day yeah. in and day out. Yeah, I was saying I was saying to Sandra off air that we have a day a week where we actually take yeah. off. You mm. deposit your phones and we charge them overnight, yeah. and literally we have dinner together and we prep. And I've it's a Friday it. night, eh? Um, no, it's Tuesdays. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fridays are hectic. Yeah, I thought yeah. Friday night. No, 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 no. Fridays are hectic because, you know, friends and what, and all, like <laughs> weddings and prep and that kind of thing. So, um, but we found that like a lot of those conversations mm. are much heartier and much deeper. Mm. You know, you start to realize that, you know, on every other day, you actually speak about very superficial things. Yeah. You don't mm. actually speak about anything yeah. that's got like, um, content or, mm. or whatever the case is. But I think we all do that. You know, you get back from work and a very busy day. The last thing you actually feel like doing is necessarily Talking. sitting down and going, <laughs> how was your day? You know, just, just give me the easy answer. Mm. It was good. Yeah, like, mm, that's you know, it. Leave it at that. Mm. And it is. I think we get caught up in life. I always say to my couples, if I could take life. you away and mm. don't worry, your bond will be paid. Mm. Yes. I could get your relationship fixed Back within half a second, yeah. really. Well, not I, they. Mm. Yes. Because we take away all the stretch, stress and we can actually focus on, on mm. what needs to be focused on. Mm. But that's not life. Mm. Yeah. We have to be able to fix it. Now, yeah. while life is happening, exactly. I mean, I saw it with my mom and my mom and dad. My mom would get home, or my dad would get home, and my mom would be like, "How's your day?" And my dad just didn't like it. He yeah, just wanted like, to give me a second. Now, now, I just do the same with Jacques, and he's like, "Are you going to ask me how my day was?" I'm like, "Yes." How's your day? And like, Are you ready to talk? And I yeah, because sometimes you do just need a transition yeah. period, you know, just to switch into, you know, take off the work hat sure. and put yeah. on the, you know, wife mm. or the husband hat or whatever. The case but I think is. as well. We're two earning families mm. in general. Most, so you've got yeah. two people that need to de-stress at different mm. ways and different times because I might want to de-stress that I talk to you, but yes. you need to de-stress that you've actually not mm. been spoken to. 
And that can also sort of create, create that issues, environment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, different sort of life events as well, different things, you know, going mm. to bed early, going to bed later. Um, all those sort of things come into play mm. in a relationship. Mm, mm. I think the sure. main, yeah, I think the main thing is like you need to you need to speak, you need to mm. have those conversations, no mm. matter how awkward, no matter how tense it may be. Um, anybody who's listening, who's perhaps getting married, or maybe you know they are married and struggling, or they have a particular issue, what would your one kind of vital piece of info, like tip, or or what could they do to help themselves? If you're struggling. And you really can't do it yourself. Mm. There's nothing wrong with seeking out somebody mm. who can actually just help you. It doesn't have to be a therapist. It doesn't have to be a counselor. If you've got a friend who's unbiased, if you've got a friend who's mm. able to give you that external approach, whatever it might be, someone that can just make you think differently, someone mm. that can make you process differently, mm. get help. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's going to get worse. To your detriment. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. There is never, it's never too late to say, you know what? I need help. Yeah. 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 Because sometimes you just can't do it. There's yeah. so much emotion involved. There's so much happening that you just need someone to go, hang on, stop. Wait. Just stop. Mm. Often my clients come to me and go, why when you say it, do they listen? <laughs> it makes sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, because I'm not going home with you. Yes. <laughs> that's yes, why. Yeah. So I think that's it. You know, if you feel mm. that you need help, go for it. Go for it individually. Go for it as a couple. If you want your relationship to work, I think we all need help sometimes. 100%. And, and just on that, do you find that a lot of people struggle with perhaps feeling embarrassed about going yeah. for, you know, counseling or ashamed or like, you know, the sense of maybe failure and, oh my gosh, I can't do it. I think there's it. a bit, there's quite a stigma against it. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a huge stigma. Men, I, yeah. I find in particular men not like that yeah, yeah they're like oh my so. word why why would i have to i'm go? stronger than that yeah you know? and our house is fine Absolutely. Yes. and yet you know surprisingly enough once i get a couple in therapy the men are the ones who love talking mm. they yes. really do you know once they kind of get so that once you've space, just done that absolutely they, they just yak and yak and yak and yak and yeah. yak which is great so yeah. as much as there is that stigma yeah I think often it's been given the space to, to actually to be in be the safe yeah. zone. Yeah. 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 That changes. safe space. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, with the thing, and I don't know, I feel like older people always say, you know, keep your problems to yourself. Yes. And you've just, you know, people yeah. always say that don't, you know, you don't tell everyone what's happening in your house mm. or whatever the case is. And you've just said, try and find somebody who's unbiased or whatever the f- case is. Do you find that sometimes people make the wrong choice in terms of who they tell? My, my main example is I feel, I file, I, I find that a lot of my friends tell their, their parents or their mothers, uh, you know, and they, yeah. oh my God, we're struggling with this issue. Mm-hmm. And that in itself then and becomes then make it a bigger issue. issue. Yeah, that, you know, Absolutely. why would you tell your mom something like that? You know, and I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think your family is your biggest support. They're but meant they're your to be biggest your support. enemies. <laughs> <laughs> they're meant to have your back. Yeah. You know, they're meant to say you're wonderful and your partner mm-hmm. isn't. Yeah. And I, I often think that it sometimes creates more issues mm-hmm. when, say, for example, you and your partner work things out. But you know what? They They're don't still... actually have to like him or her again. Yeah. And then we create mm. a different dynamic. They haven't gone through that yes. process with you. Yes. So All they still got that animosity. They see like the names. worst case. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the image that they're left with. Mm. So unless you have individuals, and that's why I say someone that's impartial, that understands both of you, mm. that can literally sit there and go, well, you know what? You actually not so cool either. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you also facilitated have... the breakdown of mm. this. Yes. Mm. You know, I, I think that kind of person, and that's generally what your therapist would be. Yeah. Is be able to show both sides. 
then that's fine. Yeah. Okay. And they're not one-sided. Yes, so. yes, obviously. Okay, cool. No, that's brilliant. Sandra, I can't thank you enough for coming through. I think anybody who's listening... How would they be able to get hold of you yes. if they if they wanted to come and see you? Sure. I'm at the Sanson Psychology and Wellness Center mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Bryanston. Mm-hmm. Um, they can just go onto our website mm-hmm. and look for me there. And that's where I am should anybody need help. Fabulous, yeah. fabulous. Um, oh, all so the best. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's always... It's always I, Eye-opening, and it's. I think even as hosts, sometimes yeah. we we struggle with you know how much information we give because you know your yeah. friends and your husband and your family's listening, and everyone mm. thinks, "Oh my God, are you okay?" Yeah, after like the show, a- you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're you know, fun. are you guys going through anything? It's just like chill, chill, chill. It's just, it's just a matter of you know what I do. Sure. Um, but thank you so much for joining us, and anybody who's listening, please keep up with the conversation. Hashtag Wedding Central. Cliffcentral.com.